You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. Of course, growth is what it's all about here. We talk about how to grow your app, how to grow your audience, how to grow, well, let's say your acquisition efforts, but also deepen your retention efforts. And one aspect of the mobile business that you're in, if you're an app developer, an app company, mobile marketer, or just a company uh, with an app, is looking at mobile ad fraud. It is massive today and rapidly growing. Uh, AppSlyer, for example, estimates that in the first half of 2019 alone, mobile ad fraud cost marketers over $2.3 billion. That's nearly one in four paid installs were fraudulent. I'm looking at other data, you know, anywhere between 6.5 billion to 19 billion. That's quite a range. Um, as usual, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But we are going to talk about, you know, not just the problem of ad fraud. It's great to be aware and to be frightened, but it's better to be proactive and uh, and be, and resolved to do something about it. And that's what we're going to be talking about, you know, what is going on out there? What can you do? And my guest today is Fahim Sayad. He is business development manager at Intercepted. First of all, Fahim, thanks for joining me on Mobile Presence today. A pleasure to be here, Peggy. A pleasure to be here. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm I'm looking at these. I mean, I'm not an app developer, so I'm not going to be concerned. But I mean, I am looking at your latest mobile ad fraud report. We're going to be talking about that Q1 report. But um, first of all, intercepted because it's a little bit different. We've had companies on the past uh, on the show in the past rather talking about ad fraud, but they were attribution company, seeing like tons of data and saying, okay, this is fraudulent, this isn't. Intercepted, different type of company. Just let me understand a little bit about where you fit in. Exactly. So Intercepted is a third-party fraud prevention platform. What I mean by third-party is we don't deal with the attribution business. 
if you mm -hmm. go out in the in, if you go out in the market uh, you will see there is quite a debate on why an mmp why an attribution provider should not deal with fraud the reason being uh, their core business is attributing installs so when they start to detect fraud uh, they kind of have the incentive to not prevent as much fraud as they can because the more fraud they prevent the less attribution they can do on the attribution side mm -hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of this is why uh, uh, marketers these days uh, they are not uh, very well comfortable with the protection tools offered by the attribution tool because there are a lot of false positives and incentives and this is where the third party attribution companies independent audit companies we call ourselves come into play mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I watched the industry. I was just at, you know, um, an event in Berlin, fantastic mobile growth summit event where um, your CEO, I believe your CEO and founder spoke, uh, among others. How long have you been in the industry? Because I think you've been there, but I maybe just missed you a little under the radar. But of course, this is a perfect time for Intercepted, I think, right? Yes, exactly. So Intercepted as a product, it went live uh, in the quarter four of 2018. Okay. Uh, by 2019, we were picking up customers and onboarding new clients. Uh, in terms of development, uh, Intercepted has been under development for the past uh, two and a half years. Uh, since uh, our uh, the person speaking at the uh, conference was our CTO, okay, and he he brings with him experience from the mobile uh, ad tech industry, and he is one of the key brains behind Intercepted. Yeah, I had that feeling. He's definitely uh, knew his stuff, and you're going to share some of that here as well. Just want to get a full understanding because again, you know, our audience is practitioners. They're app marketers, many app companies, developers. Um, now I know how you sort of do this when it's on the attribution uh, platform. And I do fully understand, you know, the question is, you know, how much do you really want to attribute to fraud when that might be eating away at, at your business? So you have to sort of have a, a medium there. Is this the thing where again I've got um, uh, you know an SDK and I'm measuring this in my app, or but or how am I actually interacting with Intercepted? Just to be very very clear about that. Exactly. So Intercepted, uh, since it's a real-time fraud prevention tool, it sits in the redirection path, meaning mm -hmm. all the traffic, all the clicks coming from the third-party ad networks, affiliates, and agencies between them and the attribution tool. Before there was nothing, just a plain path, a plain redirection path. Intercepted sits in between the path to make sure that all the clicks are passing through Intercepted. And once all those clicks have uh, have been assured by Intercepted's 15 fraud algorithm alarms, only then they make it to the attribution tool. So the business model here is to get in the direction path before an install is attributed so that the marketeers can save their money in real time. Let's mm -hmm. say if, uh, if a click has come from a fake host or a VPN or a bot, Intercepted will block this click, meaning this click never makes it to the attribution tool to get attributed. So the marketer also save money on the attribution side since they don't have to pay for the attribution of a fraud install. So that's an added value that Intercepted provides to the marketers. Okay, so I get it. So that whole argument we have, and we've got tons of articles and research about how do you get your money back? You know, what's the argument? How do you even write the email that says, hey, I'm not paying for this. That's not an issue here at all because I haven't paid for it at all, correct? Exactly. So since it's got in it. real time, you, you don't have to worry about uh, paying for the post back. Of course, there are some fraud types which are uh, post installed fraud types, which can only be detected after an attribution. So for those fraud types as well, Intercepted has detailed reports and uh, graphs, which makes it easy for a marketeer to claim back the amount from a publisher. Mm -hmm. 
but in the real time feature they don't need to worry about losing money there exactly okay and you touched upon the word report which is exactly me a little bit of a data geek here i'm excited when i see new numbers um and you've got a report we'll talk about it uh right now just at a high level it's interesting about um i think everybody knows that but you've actually stated it you know ad fraud levels in android apps that is quite off the charts do you want to tell me if this was a surprising finding or precisely what we were expecting uh, it was not very surprising to be honest everybody knows android is more of an open source software uh, it's more user friendly it's more developer friendly so android always had the tendency to be exploited more it on the one hand it does help developers to explore more opportunities and explore more options but at the same time it makes it easy for the fraudsters to kind of mess around uh, with the apps mess around with the user data while in terms of the ios uh, it's much better protected not completely but still mm -hmm. better protected compared to the android apps i mean we did know that but i have to say the numbers um you know quite exciting here uh um certain levels of fraud um looking at this and and listeners i'll have this also in the show notes but you know um fraud levels by app category i'm just looking at android I'll look at we'll talk about ios later but you know um clean traffic seems to be the rule in sort of news productivity lifestyle then it starts to get a little iffy in shopping games and finance um how did you determine this uh so to carry out this study to carry out this study uh, intercept uh, intercepted uh, analyzed over 12000 different apps Mm -hmm. both on the app store and the play store uh the dates we took into consideration was the first quarter starting from 1st of january all the way till 31st of march of 2019 and over 41 million installs were analyzed and detected and all those fraud footprints were kind of analyzed to make sure that what is the most uh, uh what is the most dangerous type of fraud which is harming the marketers and during this we find out the found out that android is actually much more susceptible to uh, the fraud compared to ios there is mm -hmm. a fraud type called click injection which is specifically only for android the click injection fraud cannot be done cannot be manipulated on an ios device the reason being every time a new app is downloaded on an android device say i have an android device and i'm downloading a new app from the store all the present apps in my phone get a broadcast signal that a new app is coming into the phone mm -hmm. so those sig those apps if one of those apps is a fraudulent app could be a calculator app could be a flashlight app could be a dummy app if it is a fraudster they pick up these signals they pick up these broadcast messages sent out by my device and that's what they need they send the clicks click injection works by the pattern that once the app receives an a, a command that a new app is coming in they randomly send clicks from my device without my knowledge with the hopes mm -hmm. that the install is attributed to them so although i might have downloaded that app organically by seeing it say on facebook or on a street or just word of mouth but since that fraudster was successful in matching the click time that install gets attributed to him and in turn the advertiser pays to that publisher for an install that could have been free for them You've got a number of fraud types in your report but let's just stay with click injection for just a moment. I mean that sounds like one that first of all doesn't need too much technology to perform. In other words, fraudsters don't have to have I mean it sounds like they can almost do it like from a MacBook on the, uh, not a MacBook but you know a, a a laptop on the street. It doesn't sound like it needs a lot because the apps are already there getting the signal. Do I get the feeling that this is the most prevalent or the the most um 
yeah, the most perhaps d dominant or dangerous of the uh, fraud types? Uh, this this is not the most dangerous, but the most simplest form of fraud. I was going to say the simplest. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. As you mentioned, not everybody can commit, for example, SDK spoofing. We'll talk about it, but not everybody mm -hmm. can commit SDK spoofing. But if it's uh, click spamming or click injection, since it's much more easier to do because all the fraudster needed to do was somehow get his app installed on your phone, while that app might be serving useful purposes like a calculator, but in the background, the real intention was to steal your data and generate clicks in your name, in your device ID, to get install att attributions to the installs which do not belong to you. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's exactly um, what happens there. And as you pointed out, uh, it's the simplest, maybe not the most dangerous, but certainly because it's simple. Um, sometimes the simplest things are hardest to detect or hardest to stop because it becomes part of the fabric of how apps are downloaded and interacted with on an Android device. So we're back to those, 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 those strange, uh, suspicious flashlight apps that, that we started out with. I've been seeing so much reporting about uh, certain apps, utility apps, these apps, they get pulled. I think there was an Oracle report. So, I mean, it is um, the one to watch. We do have to go to break, but listeners, as you can see, this is gonna be a very interesting, informative, not very frightening, but definitely very positive discussion about fraud types, what they are, what you need to know, what you need to watch, all of this from Intercepted, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. 
supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, and we have Fahim Sayad. He is Business Development Manager at Intercepted. And Fahim, we're having a, I'd say, a good time here riffing off of your report. Um, I like the analysis of it. It's very clean. It's very straightforward. And you've also got a straightforward way of explaining these very complex types of ad fraud. So I will let you continue where we left off. We talked about click injection. Really simple. But nonetheless, you know, one that is siphoning off uh, cash and at least data, and data is money. Um, what's what's another one that you're seeing? I mean, I'm seeing click spamming here, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more than click injection. Click click injection, ten percent of fraud type. Click spamming, thirteen percent. SDK spoofing, really hard um, one as well, and very difficult. What about click spamming? We'll start with that. Right. Uh, so click spamming uh, is kind of like a related cousin to click injection. Uh, they both mm-hmm. uh, kind of fall in the not the deadliest, but the most easiest to perform. Uh, mm-hmm. They both perform similar tasks. Click spamming also is uh, aimed at stealing the organic attribution, same as uh, click injection. The sole purpose here was to steal the organic install, not nothing else. So mm-hmm. how click spamming is done is uh, if a network is capable of click spamming, they simulate fake clicks from real devices. So imagine your phone is running with an app in the background, say the calculator app is just running in the background. So without your knowledge at random intervals, uh, random clicks will be sent. Uh, Whether there's an install taking place or no, say per day 40,000 clicks are randomized from your phone with the hopes that at least one of them somehow matches uh, a click, which is a real click and an app is downloaded. So that campaigns, that download is attributed to that publisher. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of works in the same function as a click injection, except click spamming is more random. It's just like a hit and miss. You know, you send out 40,000 clicks, 50,000 clicks with the hopes that, hey, at least one of them, you know, somehow by chance should get attributed. And what's the damage actually then? I'm a, I'm a mobile marketer. I'm just playing this as a layman because, you know, a lot of people are, that's what I liked about actually Intercepted's uh, presentation at the event where I was. You know, it was just like, this is 101. And the reason it's 101 is because a lot of people are just getting their head around it. You know, they've come into uh, mobile app marketing from other types of digital marketing, or they're looking at fraud because I'm looking at reports that say, you know, many UA people, they're just so focused on performance that they're saying, okay, I can buy into a certain amount of fraud. I just have to live with it. Now they're understanding it is actually stealing money um, and uh, and costing them much more because they have dirty data at the end of the day as well. So what precisely is the danger to an app marketer when they say, oh, well, you know, I can live with it. Can they live with it? Uh, to be honest, uh, no. I mean, if you, are, if you know that there's a problem in the channel, if you know that you are paying for an organic user, uh, that, that doesn't actually make sense. I mean, if you say you are, you are an experienced marketer, but you're like, eh, I'm okay with paying for an organic install, it doesn't make sense, you know, and this mm-hmm. is where uh, there is a misconception in the industry going on that, hey, I just run a cost per uh, action campaign. I don't pay for installs. I just pay for actions. So I, I'm not concerned about the frauds happening at an install level. But this is where uh, there's the misconception, because if that install, which was coming organically to you, if it has been attributed to a certain publisher, any event generated will also be attributed to that publisher. Meaning, even if you're running a CPA campaign, you are not immune to fraud. Rather, you might be like, hey, that publisher is getting me 10 purchase events per day. Increase his bid. You know, let's spend more on him. So basically, you are taking a fraudster, paying him more money, 
and in return what he's doing you he's just silver wrapping your organic users to you and making you pay for it so that's the damage there i mean the installs which are supposed to be free for you you are being manipulated into paying for them mm-hmm. and that's uh, that, that that takes a big hit on the budget if you see it on a monthly note I love the way you're just getting to the point here because I haven't heard it explained that simply yet. Let's see how you do an SDK spoofing. That's one that even I myself in the industry, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, what is it and how is it done? All um, right. Let's let's see if you can make this under, it's almost like a, a test now, a quiz, you know, can we make this understandable for the layman? Let's try. <laughs> All right, so let me try my best. So SDK spoofing, as Peggy mentioned, it has been one of the most common frauds uh, in the industry. Uh, If you just look back at the quarter four of 2018, uh, the SDK spoofing cases were at 14%. That's the quarter Mm -hmm. four. Moving on to quarter one, just in a matter of three months, the figure raised from 14% to 17%. So this actually shows that uh, the fraudsters are kind of getting the hang of it, that, hey, if I do SDK spoofing, if I get the hang of it, the amount of money I can liquidate is much higher. So this is what is uh, done in SDK spoofing. So what exactly is SDK spoofing? Uh, so although it's not like an attribution fraud, uh, it is manipulation of the attribution tool, meaning all the installs which you see on your dashboard or on the MMP or on your CRM is something that the attribution tool, the MMP shows to you that, hey, you have an install, hey, you have a click, hey, you have a purchase. So you solely rely on the data shown by the attribution company. But what happens if the SDK of that attribution company has been hacked? What happens if that SDK is being manipulated into thinking that an install is taking place, an event is taking place, but in reality, if you check your CRM tool, if you check your audit monthly reports, you will see that, hey, that purchase never came. Hey, the financials are not matching. Uh, The attribution company said that I should have, say, 100 purchases amounting to XYZ, but on the CRM tool, you see, say, like 30 30 purchases. So this difference, you know, the 60 were basically spoofed events. What it means is that the attribution mechanism was hacked into thinking by the fraudster. Every time they sent out a click, every time they sent out a command, the attribution uh, tool was counting it as an install, as an event, and somehow making you pay for it because you have to pay to the attribution company as well. You have to pay for the source as well. You would be like, hey, this source got me so many good purchases. Let's pay him more. So you pay to the uh, fraudster over there. You pay to the attribution company, and at the month of the at the end of the month, when you check your reports, you are in a total loss because of all the payments you made, and in return you didn't generate anything. So that's kind of SDK spoofing, manipulating the attribution tool into showing data that never exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, was that uh, explainable to the audience? That was. I I think I think we get it. I think what also is interesting is in that four percent in one quarter. Um, is that something that you find? normal given what we're seeing out there or is that a source of alarm i mean is this the one that marketers need to watch because we've got several different types of fraud we didn't go through all of them i don't think we'll even have time there's bot fraud there's um incentivized uh incent abuse as you're calling it then there's the device forums we've seen you know where people are just like sitting offshore clicking away um is this the one uh, SDK spoofing definitely is one of the most uh, scariest fraud types because there is no certain proven way to detect uh, SDK spoofing. While uh, there are parties that claim to you know, try and t- uh, do tricks, uh, Intercepted as well has its own uh, algorithms to detect SDK spoofing and has been successful at it. But there is no certain way. You can mix and match certain data points and we have certain tips which you give to marketeers to see if they are being SDK spoofed or no. 
because without paying key attention, key detail, uh, it's not uh, normal for uh, a new marketer, for example, to just detect SDK spoofing. They could uh, just go away with that, hey, it could be a number discrepancy, it could be an SDK integration discrepancy, you know, it's not a big deal. But as you start to deep dive into reports, you start seeing that none of it exists. It's like a mirage, you know? You see there's mm -hmm. something there, you see there's something there, but when you go to that place, there's no mirror, it's just a mirage. So that is one of the reasons SDK spoofing. And since the fraudsters know that it is uh, complicated to detect it, since it doesn't leave uh, exact fraud uh, footprints like a click spamming or a click injection or a bot, they leave various certain footprints. But this SDK spoofing doesn't have a certain footprint. So the fraudsters know that uh, as the marketeers, as the industry is evolving into detecting more and more fraud, they need to improvise, they need to build up their arsenal. And this is why I think SDK spoofing has seen a big toll, has taken a turn, as fraudsters are now interested in learning how to do that hack, do that tactic, and in return can continue burning bigger budgets of the advertisers. That's the point, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the budgets here. This is something where you think you, you know you can't prove it. I, I would imagine, just in a in a nutshell, that it's uh, it's difficult to sort of say this happened because it's like it's like everything when when something is supposed to be not working and then you bring in someone to repair it or when I'm calling my et my IT guy, that's always the moment that all of a sudden everything is great. He remotes in says I don't see a problem here, you know, because of, because there is no real way to put your finger on it. So there's no real way to um, argue at the point i would imagine um, exactly exactly and uh, uh -huh. just since we are on the topic uh, for the marketers out there i would just like to give you uh, two and two or three tricks which you could use well, to kind of detect sdk spoofing actually that's what i love we're going to give them a little bit of a cliffhanger you are going to give them tricks okay but we're going to do that right after the break fahim so people do have to stay there so friends you have to stay exactly where you are because when we come back we're going to have those tips and tricks this trickiest type of fraud out there in the report that you've done but also out there and what you're facing as marketers so don't go away we'll be right back mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest it doesn't have to be TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm, 
WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Hey, we are back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. We have Fahim Sayad, Business Development Manager at Intercepted. Fahim, I've been enjoying this because if there's something I like, it's things that are straightforward, easy to understand, to the point. And we're going to get to the point now about SDK spoofing. We've talked about the danger. We've talked about how tricky it is. Uh, you, you think you know, you're imagining something. The data doesn't seem quite right. And that's the sign that something isn't quite right. But what can marketers do about it? Right, so just kicking back on the, the summary, uh, SDK spoofing was basically utilizing real devices to spoof mm -hmm. an attribution tool. How this can be analyzed, as I mentioned, there's no certain uh, proven way to detect SDK spoofing, but what can be done is the data which is on the, uh, which the data which the marketer receives. They need to look at it from a multi-dimension angle, meaning uh, what they see on the attribution tool should not be the only source they rely on. Along mm -hmm. with the attribution tool, they need to look at their CRM dashboard. They need to see what kind of engagements were on the attribution tool but are missing from the CRM tool. They also mm -hmm. need to check what kind of, if it was an e-commerce platform, say, they need to see that what kind of uh, revenue data they saw on the attribution tool, but when the monthly financials came out, that data was missing. So this is something that you need to do and see it from a third, a, a three, a third three dimension, to be very honest and kind of uh, try to pin your finger at where the discrepancy is coming from. Other than that, uh, if, you could, uh, if you would deep dive on the installed reports, uh, the attribution tool has an SDK version. Your app has a version of its own. So you need to make sure that the SDK version is the latest. Often you would see in cases like SDK spoofing that the installs are coming from an older SDK version or from an older app version. This means that the SDK uh, spoofer might have hacked the previous SDK version and he is sending, he or she is sending installs from this SDK version. But since uh, the attribution company uh, frequently uh, requires you to update your SDK, you would easily understand that, hey, a previous SDK means that's a fake install that has been spoofed. And uh, mm -hmm. the third trick I would like to give you out is uh, one of the most easiest. Uh, that there, there will be significant, I repeat, there will be significant gap between the store numbers and the attribution tool numbers. If you see 100 installs on the attribution tool, but on your Google Play or uh, App Store, you see 60 installs, that's a discrepancy of 40 installs right there. So that should be like the uh, biggest alarm that, hey, something's wrong. 
and then you deep dive into the data and the reports, as I mentioned in my previous comments. You have to know the benchmarks, you have to understand this, and you have to be looking at the data, comparing it all the time, as you said, CRM data, um, you know, what you're seeing in your revenue, if you've got a commerce app. Um, there's another type of fraud that we haven't talked about, but is rising up the ranks because we're hearing more and more about it. I recently uh, wrote an article actually at Forbes about it because it was becoming so interesting. It had wrecked a number of games. It had also wrecked a number of sort of like um, limited item uh, websites where it's like, you know, you get this, there's only a hundred of them. And then the bots came in and bought them all. You know, it's this, it's these programs programmed to look like us, but aren't. Um, are there any sure signs of humanness that you can find that you can say this is bot fraud, this isn't? Right. Uh, so uh, as, as you mentioned, uh, bots are basically, they rely on server virtualization, meaning mm -hmm. all the bots, they are scripted to um, look and act like humans. So on an upper level, it's like basically the Sims, right? You, you program mm -hmm. your own Sims guy, you, you, you let him know what his name is, you let him know his story, his device ID, <laughs> etc. So that's exactly how the emulators and the bots work. On a server, they write a whole script on how an ad, on how a bot or an emulator will look or how it is supposed to uh, uh, act like a user. Based on that, the emulator device is making an install. They are also, as Peggy mentioned, they are capable of, if it's an e-commerce app, uh, they would uh, go on, add to a wish list. Uh, they might add products to the basket. So the moment the bot starts to do this, it becomes unavailable for the real user. And this, this could hurt the revenue pretty bad because the bot will never be actually purchasing the device, the uh, entity, but a real human could have purchased the entity. Especially in games, uh, bots, I mean, even uh, big platforms like PUBG, Fortnite, they have also made complaints that on their online servers, since they are uh, paid competitions, bots kind of enter the game and they ruin the whole user experience. You know, you can't, you can't defeat them. You know, they are, always have an upper hand on you. So this also has a bad effect on your brand since, you know, you could easily lose loyal users if they have a bad experience on your game. So this is why bots kind of hurt both your budgets and also your brand image. Mm -hmm. How, to, how uh, these can be detected is, again, uh, since these are virtual devices, there is only a certain amount of uh, fakeness, a certain amount of human uh, touch they can add it. And it kind of, at one point, it starts to repeat itself, you know that the blueprint of it starts to repeat itself and it starts to leave a certain pattern behind. So this is where uh, it's kind of difficult for a normal marketer to do it, but uh, a, a platform like say Intercepted, which has access to third-party data, which is access to a pool of IP addresses, is capable of analyzing these IP addresses since the IP addresses of the emulators and the bots will come from a restricted pool of IPs only. You know, It won't be like a random. For the IPs, if the IPs are random, it means it's uh, genuine public. For example, if the user is on Wi-Fi, the IP will follow a similar pattern. But for bots and emulators, uh, the biggest footprint they leave is a bad IP behind them. When you trace back that IP, you will notice that it's coming from an identity masking server, could be a proxy, could be a VPN. So basically, that's what is flagged on the intercepted as an anonymous IP. Uh, if the IP is not traceable, it uh, definitely has come from a bot or from an emulator. Mm -hmm. uh, I can see there's a lot that people can learn from you and uh, and learn from your website, you know, because it is a topic where you have that feeling there should be some sort of certification program for this, you know, just understanding the types of fraud and what to do. Maybe I've given you an idea, who knows, at Intercepted to do that. 
in the meantime, if someone does have a question about this or wants to catch up with you, Fahim, how would the best way be? Would that be LinkedIn? Would that be uh, straight email? Uh, definitely. I mean, I am available on my LinkedIn and my email as well. Uh, any okay. questions are more than welcome. And uh, it will be much more clear once, you know, they see something uh, as you have seen the report. So going mm -hmm. through a report, seeing the visuals, seeing the numbers is always a good way to kind of start learning about any topic so that then you know the severity of the issue at hand and the damage it might cause to your advertising budget. Okay. Well, great having you on the show, Fahim, and maybe we will have you back again. And listeners, friends, great for that you've uh, been here for Mobile Presence and uh, listened in. There's lots to learn, as you said, uh, over at Intercepted, and I will share that link to that report with you. And in the meantime, you can check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Find them there. Just search under Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.